WFAE's David Borex has the story. Tariq Bakari and Larkin Eggleston call their podcast R&D in the QC. Eggleston says they hope to reach people who may not pay attention to the council. Eggleston is 35 and a Democrat. Bakari is a 37-year-old Republican. Despite their political differences, they bonded on the campaign trail in part over their beards, says Bakari. The beards themselves are what truly united us in the beginning. They hope to be an example of how to debate productively across the political divide. R&D in the QC, episode 65. We answer questions from Troop 3, talk about zoning, the noise ordinance, and Charlotte Checkers hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 65, R&D in the QC. We are here. We did it. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. With me, as always, the trusty one, Larkin. How are you today, bud? Magnificent. Also, in studio, Ron Peterson. Ron, how are you, sir? Great. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about, you're joining us to begin our episode tonight. You also spent the entire night with us. You had a group of scouts. Troop 3, if I recall, with us. I remember the little outline that you guys provided us. Troop 3, sponsored by Myers Park United Methodist Church. Originally started in 1913. Very interesting. Um, It's been at Myers Park UMC since 1938. Same year Larkin's Inside Body uh, Mind Spirit was born. That that didn't work go as well as you'd hoped it was. I couldn't think of the word there. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And in 2014, you celebrated your 75th consecutive year of service. Um, First of all, tell us a little bit about the scouts you brought in, why you brought them in, and you know who. who, If you had to thank someone, who are you going to thank? Well, I think there are several uh, people to thank. uh, Targ, first of all, you two guys, and the fact that your service in the chamber, and then coming and doing this podcast is outstanding but it's really amazing we we had uh it's it is troop three i've been involved with pack three that, those are our cub scouts but these, this was troop three and we also had upstairs uh, martin and his troop 63 yes yeah, and, and all of these scouts from and, friendship missionary baptist church is that correct i think that's, memory, correct, that's correct Larkin. um but these were you know obviously young men and women now which is terrific, and they're all uh, working on their citizenship in the community, Eagle Merit Badge, which is one of 13 merit badges for your Eagle. So they're, and I recognized a lot of the boys up there from Cub Scouts. I think Martin's led them. It's just been terrific, and it was great to see them. Um, But I I, I did want to recognize a couple of things, and the first one is one of our scouts is Fifi Poole, and you guys, she handled this so very well. She sent me an email and said, could I interview my grandfather? He was on the city council and mayor, two terms, total service, 14 years, which is Mayor Venroot. His granddaughter is mm. in our troop. Mm. And I wanted to recognize Fifi. She had never said anything who it was. I sort of put two and two together. And, and that's when you told her, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm t- you can't exactly. do that. <laughs> mayor Venroot, you know, is We terrific. love Mayor Venroot. He has done... He is- Fantastic. Mayor Vinroot has supported me in every campaign I've ever run in, including in 2007 when I was 27 years old, didn't even know who I was or what was going on. He's just a fantastic man. I'm sure he would have supported Larkin too had um, had Larkin been a good a good candidate and uh, leader. <laughs> well said. No, uh, it wasn't. <laughs> sorry, Larkin. Don't give him this fuel. This is my guy. That's a great segue, Tark. So I happened to be a chief judge over at Precinct 70 uh, 
over at AG, excuse mm-hmm. me, and uh, 73. And Alexander Graham Middle School. That's my home precinct. And and that's where Tark, I always see him when he's voting. And I, and I just mentioned what we were trying to do with this citizenship in the community merit badge. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, I really appreciate the enthusiasm, both you and your assistant, Alana, and Emily, uh, sort of in the background, as well as Larkin, and, and able to do this podcast and recognize our scouts. You had an unbelievable amount of enthusiasm. I will say, too, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping maybe we can get your son into scouts here sometime soon. But thank you so much. He's, for, he's a wild child. Is he? Larkin, will you join? <laughs> yeah. So when Tar comes to vote, does he bring a stack of absentee ballots with him? <laughs> yes, that's correct, Larkin. Too soon. Oh, too soon. Oh, sorry. Still, we're not quite over that yet. So these are my this uh, this particular merit badge is typically about ten scouts, and we have thirty five, twenty eight boys and seven girls. Which you guys, you know, met some of them, and including Fifi Pool. Um, but uh, I also wanted to really thank. Mayor Lyles, who, with her comments earlier tonight about Memorial Day, the first time I met her was over at the Hal Marshall building and uh, out, in, out in the parking lot. And I could, it was a kind of a handshake, but you guys, it was more of a hug. She is just, um, it was a hug, not a handshake. She was just, she's terrific. And you could tell by her comments tonight where she stands on, uh, you know, the, the, the empathy is just terrific. So, all I, I would just close in saying thank you guys for everything you are doing every day to make this great city even greater. And I mean that. Thank That's you. That's amazing. Well, thank I you. I got for a serious everything. question for you about the scouts before we get into the questions that the scouts had for us um, that we're that we're going to dive into. How long has your troop been a co-ed troop now? Uh, this is really kind of the first year. In fact, that's a great question, Larkin. Uh, the girls that are doing this merit badge, this is really their first merit badge, and they're doing citizenship in the community. And it, it uh, entails a lot of different things, including attending the meeting tonight. That was- How's that? How has that been going in this first year in terms of the young men getting adjusted to young women being a part of that troop and, and vice versa? It's a great question. We, uh, we really meet separately. They, it's almost like they have their own troop and they're on a different floor and we're having our meetings and they're doing a lot of things you know uh let's say like a creek cleanup recently you know both uh, the boys and girls are there i think it's really uh gosh and just teaching this merit badge they've been very uh very enthused very uh i think they're really glad to be there i mean i just get a good feeling um there's one girl she should probably be the poster child for girls and boy scouts she wasn't uh, originally going to make it and I kind of talked to her and and she was there and she's just all in as they all are and the boys are terrific as well you guys aren't going to start uh selling different kinds of cookies now are you okay here's the deal we've sold popcorn (laughs) yep and my whole deal with uh if he stops on popcorn you have a problem with Greg Phipps so 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 we do so we do have what is a very special organization in the Girl Scouts okay and I am a big fan of Thin Mints Mm. And I do put them in the freezer typically, oh. so that's not going anywhere. So this we're year still going to combine the popcorn and the cookies, and they're going to sell poppies. Uh, so there's more than one person in this world who puts thin mints in the freezer. I think there's not one person in this world that doesn't. That's oh, just me. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know. Next year I'm going to do that. It's terrific. Well, I, I do think the transition's been, quite frankly, special. Um, I think the girls really want to attain. I think the eagle. Um, 
award if you work that hard and go that far. Um, I think they really um, are engaged and realize the importance of that. I think that's a big part of what we're trying to do. All right. So young men and women had provided us with a laundry list of questions. Let's get these kids a badge tonight. You ready? But here's the problem. There's a lot of questions here, Larkin. So we're, yeah. So so, I'm not going to say because I might stop, but if you can answer it very, this is going to test how succinctly can you answer questions? I'll chime in when necessary, but I, I get it. I'm going to throw them at you rapid fire. Do you see how long it's taking you just to explain it? I, Am I the long-winded one way. on this team? But I'm trying to really make sure you understand because you're going to want to. You're going to want to. Like question one is, what is Charlotte doing to become more environmentally friendly? You're going to go off on a tangent on this one, <laughs> but you got to say in a couple words a couple things that get to a thing where they say, okay, that that's interesting. So are you ready? Okay, so what I'm going to preface with is that in some of these, I will just give one example, although we're doing much, much more. Like, you, environmentally sustainable, we just decided to purchase electric buses for the airports. So, but that's one of, bingo. That's one of like 25 else. things we're All doing. Right, so question one, done. There you go. Ready? Two. Who's responsible for taking care of the city's trees? Are they taking care city of them? City Arborist, Tim Porter. He's awesome. Next. Are they taking care of them? Absolutely. What can you tell us about Panthers moving to South Carolina? Uh, <laughs> <Nothing>. They're not. <laughs> we talking about practice. <laughs> We talking about practice? practice. I'm talking about the games. Practice? The games are staying in Charlotte. What progress has been made for affordable housing? Tons. Fifty million dollar affordable housing bond, new policies, tons of stuff. Are there any major land use projects upcoming for Charlotte? Yes, we talked about uh, about a dozen of them tonight. What happens with when a city is annexed? How do you choose the land? How does it change policies for the city? I don't think a city uh, gets well, annexed. Well, I mean, per theoretically, se. could you when could, land when uh, unincorporated land we could potentially annex. Most of that has been done in the past. There's not much left to annex. How is the decision made about whether something is high density or low density zoning? Ooh, wow! That's How did they not even know to ask really that question? question. <laughs> uh, well, that is uh, up well, for debate every month. It's the neighbors. It depends on how mad they are. We we like to put high density along uh, main road thoroughfares. We like to put it along transit. We like to put it near job opportunities and in center city. Obviously, what's the toughest part of your job? Dealing with Tark. How do you get paid for being on council? Yes, but not much. <laughs> Uh, why did you decide to be on council? Not the pay. <laughs> I'm in eighth grade and will be attending Myers Park High School next year. Congratulations, Tarek. <laughs> I'm glad that you've moved on to high school. Okay, I'm going to get to the person's <laughs> question now. I have heard that it's very crowded and want to know what is city council doing about that? Not a thing uh, because <laughs> the city handles uh, a lot of stuff, but schools is not part of it. That's the county. Do you think Charlotte has a good plan for our road infrastructure system and we'll be able to accommodate future growth? No. Uh, yes, but we well no. Here's the thing: not road infrastructure, but you, you cannot pave your way out of congestion. We have to continue to build more transit options for people. So no is the answer to that question. We have a plan; it's not a road plan. What can citizens do to help prevent crime? Hmm, that's a you can't answer that question quickly. <laughs> I mean, it's we we have to build community. We have to get to know our neighbors better. We have to look out for each other. And uh, if you see something, say something. Hmm. That was not a good answer. What is the city council doing to help the homeless in Charlotte find jobs and homes? Well, we have funded things like More Place. Well, we have the ambassadors that are helping connect some of the people experiencing homelessness. My teacher has been in a protest. I wasn't done yet. And we've funded things like More Place, which are housing first initiatives to help house people experiencing homelessness. My teacher has been in a protest about pay. So what is being done to assist teachers with how much pay they receive? 
Uh, the state has upped that a little bit, but we still the have a long has way to go. An awful lot. Not an awful lot. We've got a long way to go, but we have still more to go. But again, talk to your state legislators and, and thank uh, lobby them, them for all the great work they've done over the last six years, and we'll hopefully do in the future. For the Charlotte environment, what is the city doing to create more parks and recreation space for our community and keep their environment clean? Uh, so Nothing we talked about county. environment clean, but the parks and rec is a county function. So, uh, we would recommend what lobbying is the that. city council doing to add bike lanes and crosswalks to roads near schools for walkers. We are adding them, uh, including like the six street cycle track that we just built in uptown. How could children help with improving our roads and adding crosswalks? Uh, they can let us know where we have problem areas and need to, uh, need to look more closely. Why is this council interesting in banning words? Yeah, didn't put that. <laughs> when was the last vote that improved roads, traffic, crosswalks, or bike lanes? Today. Yeah, you're right. Uh, does Charlotte have... No, you're wrong. We didn't vote on anything today like that. No, but a lot of the rezonings, we have built into the rezonings. We just they didn't have to... vote any of that today. We voted okay. on no rezonings today. But we talked about so things you that are will improve wrong. the walkability. No points awarded there. Does Charlotte have a good crime rate? Uh. Compared to some of our peer cities, this yes. year's bad. It's cyclical. Yeah. What do you do in a city council meeting every? What do you do in a city council meetings every day? Roll my eyes. Yes, that's true. He does. <laughs> what does city council have in control of? I don't understand the question. <laughs> what do we have control of? Uh, public safety, the environment, transportation, planning. Boom. Yeah. Oh, we control the environment. Yes. Uh, are there organizations in Mecklenburg County that could benefit from the Boy Scouts being involved? Every organization could benefit Absolutely. from having the Scouts involved. I heard in one of our troop meetings that 88 people move to Charlotte each day. How does the city council plan to accommodate that level of continued growth in our city? We will have to increase density. Yeah. What can we do? <laughs> Not, like That's going to increase the density of the people that are here. But he's referring housing. to the density and housing. What can we do to cut down on carbon emissions in Charlotte? We can drive less in our cars by ourselves. Start timing council members' responses and saying they have to be also under three minutes. Because they're emitting carbon as they speak? Dioxide. There are a lot of buildings being built in Charlotte. They are taking up our fields to play sports. What can you do about that specifically, Larkin? Nope, they certainly didn't put that last <laughs> what part. What can we do about that? Well, I think we have to, again, we have to look at our, our partners in the county and, and figure out where they're preserving park space. Why can't the space. city build more nice homeless shelters? Well, I think that we did just put a huge investment into the men's shelter, and they are about to put a huge investment into their second location. How is the city going to deal with the shootings such as UNC Charlotte? It's a tough one to answer in this uh, fast-paced thing. I mean, I think we've got to have a discussion from local to state to federal level about uh, both mental health mm. and guns. Yes. Who will pay for the Charlotte Regional Transit? You. Every, well, the taxpayers, we steal it from. Well, but we also have to look beyond our borders to our regional partners in other counties that uh, we can connect. Mixture, federal, state, local, and private uh, private partnerships. What is our city? How many to, questions are there? Let's do, let's do th five more. I'll handpick them. How many hours? I'd like to note I've not seen any of these. <laughs> Me neither. <Great. laughs> That's good. How many hours do you work at the council? Over forty a week. I'd agree. Uh, here's one for you. Can we get more bike lanes in Charlotte? Yes, we are in the process. Let's do now. You got to do one word answers to all of these. You ready? No, no chance. How does the city council make its decisions? You can't do a one word answer if it's not a yes no question. Just try. 
Just say the the first word that jumps to your mind. How does the city council make its decisions? Slowly. <laughs> How did you get into the city council? <laughs> Deliberately. What advice do you have for younger people who want to become leaders? Dedication. <laughs> I think we'll end it there. That was wonderful. We got to a lot. We get it over 30 questions. He's sweating. Look at him. It's hot in here. It is hot in here. Well, listen, man. Appreciate you coming. Hopefully, uh, uh, we'll give you the link to this so you can share it with them. Hopefully, we answered some of their questions and we got them a badge tonight. Tark, thank you. And, and Can we get a badge? Where's our badge at? You know what? I'll, I'll take care of that. You take Let me care work of that, on that badge. I'll did, put it on Mark's suit. Tark will wear a sash. You guys, thank you so much. I want to make sure that those questions came from our troop, the boys and girls, and uh, they're dedicated. Some and I really smart questions. And, yeah. I, and I really appreciate you guys uh, addressing those. And, and uh, our uh, pleasure, terrific. Man. Glad to help. Well, listen, we thank you for coming. We will talk to you later as we continue on. Larkin, why don't you start to fill us in on whatever else we're going to talk about tonight? Well, so as we uh, as we discussed last week, did we discuss last week? We had a we had a zoning meeting last week. We did not finish it, so we we finished that tonight. Oh, yeah. We also had a business meeting. There wasn't much on the business agenda tonight of note, um, and there wasn't much in the remainder of our rezoning meeting. Um, we did talk about last week's rezoning meeting last week, didn't we? Did we have uh, did we have a podcast last week? Did we? I have, I have no, no recollection because no, we we. We woke up the next morning at the butt crack and drove to Raleigh. Remember? And we were like, oh, I don't feel like doing it. Then we recorded at Raleigh. Then we did the podcast later in the week. But we talked about zoning? We didn't. At all in last week's podcast. I don't think we did, right? I I have no (laughs) recollection. I'm going to try to look it up on iTunes. Let's just assume that we... But I'm going to say there was one thing tonight either way. Oh, no, I think maybe we did. No, we did because I talked about... The, the Providence Road stuff. Right. Yeah, so we talked um, about it. So Anyone the, out there who's thinking, oh, how do they prepare for these shows? You know, you now know. We This is how. We just walk on here and start talking about it. Um, so, yes, we did talk about zoning last week according to your synopsis of episode 64 on iTunes. Um, mm. But one thing that we talked about tonight that I think is going to be a larger discussion is we talked about TOD, and we've we've discussed that on here before. We have this great plan now that's going to create more consistency long-term and how the areas around our transit lines are built. Um, but we had neighbors come to us tonight on one in the Noda Howie Acres area, like Sugar Creek Station of the Light Rail, and say, hey, this, this makes sense to be a transit-oriented development instead of the concrete plant that it had been for all these years. But we have some anxiety around the fact that we're no longer going to be able to see a site plan, have specific details committed to in this rezoning the way that it had been done in conditional rezonings. And so we're just worried about losing some of that control and not being able to utilize the systems that we've created over time to make sure that we get exactly what we want and know all the details before something see, gets approved. This, this is the problem. Wait, the, the city <clears throat> says in you know, panel discussions and presentations. We got to become a planning city, not a deal making city. Well, I, I think the reality is they don't want to lose that control. They they don't want to be able to, uh, maybe conceptually they do, but when it comes down, down to it, the forces that are fighting against this being an actual planning city are going to be probably too great to make this thing really happen properly. 
I don't think there's any appetite that I can sense on council to backtrack on moving forward with TOD. The thing I proposed tonight was that we build into our process an opportunity where the neighbors still engage with the developer, even though there's not going to be a site plan, there's not going to be um, notes in the petition that are of the granular detail that people are accustomed to. We've baked a lot of the things that they would consistently be asking for into this TOD plan um, so that they will be, they will manifest themselves in what is built through this new zoning category. Yeah, but, I don't have a big problem with what you said. A couple of people jumped on yeah, and were like, this you're is backtracking. against what, yeah. It, but it, I'm it not. Would be backtracking if you were saying you have to hold this many things to gather this feedback to then bring or it get in. get approval. And it, or like, what, it, it, this is just simply a step just, in the process. Well, and tonight's petition was local developers. The local developers who have worked in that area, they know the leadership in that area. They've, they've in very good faith, negotiated not negotiated but they've discussed with those neighborhoods what they want to do that's not my concern there will be people who will come in and invest in the transit corridors that don't live in charlotte they don't know Noda, they don't know howie acres and so i think there's value in just saying just sit down at a table with them tell them whatever you you know as much or as little as you want to tell them but understand the neighborhood better and so for howie acres they're a neighborhood that's starting to feel a lot of pressures of gentrification, rising property values, things like that. So their priorities are, we need services. They've got a lot of elderly people. So they said it would be great if there was some sort of medical facility, um, like an urgent care in this large mixed-use development. It'd be great if there was some sort of a grocery option because they're in a bit of a food desert there. Noda said it's very important to us that there be public art, that there be connections for you know, greenway and, and bicycling and things like that. And local businesses, a lot of people were very adamant that, you know, local businesses are important to us. These are things, insights into the community values in that particular area that I think are of value to the developer to know and understand so that they can build something that will be embraced. They can build something that will be successful. You know what you could do? You could do something similar to how the GDP works right now for general development policy. Yeah. General. Thank you. Cause every time somebody says GDP, the, the gross domestic I product, like, I feel like people yeah. probably misunderstand what they're talking um, about, but you can like that you get these points to go up and you know, if you go over 10 or 11 points, you get different things. But one thing is met with staff, right? So you could possibly incentivize to say you could go up to a higher level of density or something like that if you meet with community and do things. So that way you're not requiring it, but you are incentivizing something more. Yeah. I'm, I'm open to ideas. And so I floated it out there to the planning staff and to the manager's office tonight to see what they come back with. I, I'd like to see that meeting required. And I don't think it's an undue burden because I'm not necessarily saying that the developer is compelled to go and, and say what their plans are specifically because in a conventional rezoning, you're, you're almost not even supposed to. Yeah. You're just saying anything that would be allowed under this new zoning is what we're asking for. We're just asking for the zoning. We're not asking for you to approve a plan. I think what I'm asking is that they, that we compel them to go into the communities and because each individual community's priorities are maybe entirely different than the last place you built something. And so just to go in and better understand the community. And in many cases, the developers will already know the communities and that's fine. It, it won't hurt to re-engage, but in some cases people are going to be coming in from out of town to invest in along the light rail in particular. And they're not going to know the nuanced differences and priorities between a Noda and a Howie Acres and an Optimus Park and a university area, uh, which will be vastly different from one place to the next. So I, I do, th I don't think it in any way undermines the TOD or the conventional rezoning process or streamlining and trying to get more consistency. 
I, I just don't ever think there's a downside to having that dialogue between neighbors and developers. And I think there's a way that we can kind of meet in the middle um, so that people don't have the anxiety of we're losing all control. No one's ever going to want to talk to us anymore, and we're not going to be able to convey to them what's important to us. And True. I think that's the fear that, that a lot of people have right now. True. So what else, man? Um, that was the only particularly interesting rezoning as far as I saw. There's one – uh, an old mill house in Noda that's going to be uh, adaptively reused is going to be renovated and turned into a uh, food and beverage establishment. That's going to be really cool, uh, right across more or less from the Johnston Y. Um, but those most of the rest of them were kind of open and shut tonight. We had a lot of TOD tonight, which is interesting because we're we're doing these these petitions now. Um, but if we weren't, we'd probably be they'd be in this this larger kind of lump rezoning we're going to do in the fall. Um, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see the public feedback as we get towards that. Oh, it's going to be real interesting. <laughs> and I think there's going to be, I think what neighbors should be doing. I don't, again, I don't think there's any political, um, any, of any political will to undermine TOD or to not move that direction. But I do think there are going to un- undoubtedly be parcels that would be swept up in this larger rezoning. Uh, that neighbors might rightfully say, I don't, I don't know if that one fits for this particular reason. And so I would say if anybody's got um, an interest in digging into the weeds on that, that they should be looking at a parcel level and saying, are there certain parcels here that we don't think make sense for TOD for a specific reason? Or is there something that is historically or culturally significant to that neighborhood or to our community at large that could potentially be endangered by being um, – in this lump rezoning and we need, maybe need to look at it a little bit more uh, individually. So I, I would encourage people to be looking at it from that direction. I don't think there's going to be any use in someone trying to say, I think this whole TOD thing's a bad idea because it's not, it's a good idea. And I think the entire council believes that. Um, but that doesn't mean there won't be individual circumstances where maybe we need to take a closer look at a specific parcel here or there instead of um, rolling it into this this larger rezoning. But tonight's thing was was taking an industrial site that was degrading quality of life almost certainly through noise pollution, through air pollution, things like that, um, which is not their fault. They were zoned to do that. They were there long before most of the people and development in those corridors. But now it just doesn't make sense there, and it's not why you build a multi-billion dollar transit system. You don't build it to leave a concrete plant. So you're for industrification is what you're telling me? No, but one of our colleagues seemed to make that case tonight. Um, <laughs> I wanted there, to make a motion, There's a place motion, in the city dude. for industrial uses. That place is not a long mass transit. I was thinking of making a motion tonight to, to move to, to make the light rail, move it up to heavy rail, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All coal trains. <laughs> coal train. Ooh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, it's great news, man. It's a long day. People said a lot of dumb things today. <laughs> That's why I roll was my answer to one of your questions earlier. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Is that it? Do we have anything else to talk about? Um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to give him that much credit, but I did get angry preacher guy to yell at me at the meeting or like make a sarcastic right. comment at me tonight. What did I he really say? Am, what was he it? He said, well, that's the most profound thing profound you've ever said. Eggleston. I was, I tried to remember cause I was going to say when you gave another comment, Mr. Eggleston, that's the second most profound thing you've ever said. Was, um, uh, that guy really, uh, yeah. I mean, well, why'd you see? That's a question I have on kind of like, 
when folks come down why did there, i antagonize him you, why one why did you antagonize him but two then like because he's so antagonizable like, but that's fine but look what like the mayor like i don't know why she she does this occasionally and I, you know i love the mayor i'm not trying to say anything bad but we i probably should have let him like, just be just let him have his minutes, minutes he'll then, say it rather than like like if you start talking over each other and all that stuff i mean it's just like uh, it was i mean when he came down i mean we know this guy when he oh came you do down, know him you're not do familiar I know with that guy who is he he's like the most famous antagonizer oh maybe i'm not familiar that's why with i'm him. not going to give him the, the credit oh so but it's a name i'd re- name. i'd recognize oh that's that dude yeah. oh, okay um, i did not know that so <laughs> so as he's coming down to the podium i'm like wait what is he speaking on like we were literally. Oh, so everyone had a had everyone a history. Everyone knew who he of, was. No, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, this guy right. has. Like, That's his first time speaking while I've been on council, right? Uh, he's been in the audience. I don't know if he's spoken before, but he's the one who came down and like got in the faces of school board members one time, like approached the dais and. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think he'd try that with his council, but um, this guy's notorious, and so everybody kind of knew what was coming. And I was like, wait a minute, what is he speaking on? Because the topic that we were on was nominations to the community relations board. So then he tried to like oddly weave it into what he was saying so that, he, well, I mean, which he kind of accomplished, he, but he, he was within his back. I'm not trying to like one way or another, <laughs> but he, he was within like, his speech was about representation on the community relations committee. Now I, I this is strange. But all right, fine. But yeah, well, I mean, that, all right, that's a little more okay. context. Yeah, for this me. was not Thank some you. random dude that yeah, nobody. I, knew. I just was like, wow, that's that's oh, random. I thought, yeah, I thought everybody knows. Okay, yeah. no, well, I uh, probably should know who who he is. I just didn't. Well, you know now. If you don't know, the more now you, you know. know. We had a public forum tonight. A lot of. Uh, I'm telling you one thing. These uh, noise, the noise ordinance stuff. I can't wait to put that to bed. Well, I, uh, this is going to be uh, painful, and I think that. Personally, I, I think that this was this was gone about in the wrong way. I I just you know all this attention was paid on kind of this portion of it that that the community is is up in arms about, and just so little in other areas of of it that you know from the construction noise to the entertainment area noise. So I, I just I think this is going to end up well, I think that's activating attention- more people. Than, than probably the, the architects of, of getting this done probably Well, it's would activating have... people because there are people putting out bad information. We are getting emails from people who are saying, you are denying me my right to peacefully protest, which no one is doing. This doesn't do that in any way. And so people who act like they are not able to protest because of this noise ordinance clearly haven't read it. And clearly, because they're all sending the same email, basically, have been fed bad information. So we can't help when we do something and then it's misrepresented and, and they ask people to blast us with emails that, that reflect that misrepresentation. So I, 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 I guess the question that a lot of them are asking, and I don't really know an answer to one way or another, but I would say it's a fair question to ask is, is was all of this done starting to, to from the point of how do we solve and silence for lack of a better term not silence the first amendment right but silence the the uh the projected you know noise or whatever the amplified sound of the exact space around this medical facility if and any, everything else if, was back if anybody thinks it. that that was the sole purpose of this noise ordinance um reconsideration i would love to introduce them to my friend and constituent don thompson don and i have spoken either via email or phone 
almost every week since I've been in office uh, because of issues he's having with ongoing construction near his home. Um, I actually just ironically got to meet him in person today for the first time, and he's he's lovely. But he's very frustrated by construction noise, and he's actually but, planning but, to come uh, speak to so us if you're, oh, you're, So don't, don't answer that question citing – You've been talking to one constituent all this he, time. He is representative of larger the issues. The construction that we have. portion of this 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 thing is totally jacked up. I mean, it 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 has some areas that you can drive a truck through, no and some areas no right here, and some areas that are just like so you specific back a truck up you couldn't through. back a truck into it. So I'm not sure. I've, I've lost. I mean, to the point where where the 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 real estate community and others are like. This this could be a very very bad thing if this gets rolled out. So I mean that that doesn't fully add, add up that point either. Now we're trying to make some corrections well, so, well, to it. Well, I was it. about to say. So then, if there are things that people think, it whether it's construction, whether it's music, whether it's amplified sound, protests, whatever, if there are things people think that we didn't get quite right, we've still got the chance to make those tweaks. No, but, but the, the fact that, of the matter is, this is needed, and it's needed for far more than what people are painting it. But you can see how people might, from the outside might view this as, you guys started with, let's solve this specific thing, and you backed into a broader a broader uh, uh, discussion of like what's the whole noise. But tons ordinance. of people on everything we do view it through the specific lens that they care most about. Sure. So Don, for instance, is going to look at this and he's only going to care about the construction stuff. And is it going to fix his problem? Now, if it's not, maybe we need to figure out how I would say, I would say it's it may not right now, but well, I, I don't know the specifics. So Right. But I mean, everyone's going to look at this and look at, does this address my need or does it does it help, does it benefit or, or hurt whatever my cause is, the one lens I'm looking through? That's what people do with everything we do. That's what people do with the rezonings we do. They look at it and they go, well, I don't like this because it's not good for me specifically, or I do like this because it is good for me specifically. So I don't think that's unique that some, that a group is going to look at this and go, well, all I care about is this one part of it, so that's what we're going to go talk about at the public forum tonight. But the fact of the matter is I, I think this noise ordinance is going to pass. I would like it to pass with improvements if there are improvements that can be made. So if there's something specific that – there are some improvements right now that we're working on on the um, on the uh, construction side. I, there doesn't seem to be. I mean, there doesn't seem to be much wiggle room around. I've sent it to our partners on the Music Everywhere Initiative and said, "Well, it, it's irrelevant it. to them almost." Well, but because them, listen, there's two things. Go through it with a. If you go, if you go to the well, the fine tube comb is real simple. There's three parts to this 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 ordinance. One is the medical facilities and the things like that. Latrobe. The second piece is and religious and education. Sure, right, because that's what that's what we're getting all the complaints on. Second is the um, construction, and third is the entertainment area, music stuff like that. So we know what we've we've seen on the the medical piece. The construction piece is really messed up in several areas, but we 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 have some agreement to potentially fix it. And then the entertainment side. There's two parts to that. One is moving from that decibel reading from like an A to a C, I think, which it is, which is a better – it's a better way of, of measuring it that, that accounts for bass and things like that. But that's just a real simple piece. But then the rest kicks the can down the curb um, for uh, – or road. What, where do you kick it? Road is the is the. You rode the can but- down the curb. So – 
So that's being done where it basically says with place types and things like that, we will ultimately get to it and solve it. So it doesn't actually do anything for that. All we change in that is we'll measure with this different kind of thing that might be more constrictive as it relates to restrictive what I, my word my, I, words I can't make my words work right now but hopefully you understand the point right so I, again if there are ways to improve this i think we need to consider and discuss those and so I, how do we has all right how, when do we vote on this uh i think late june oh man all right well we'll see good luck let me know how it goes but anyway anybody who thinks that that this noise ordinance is uh is denying people their their constitutional right to free speech is has not read it and is uh, is mistaken. So that's the moral of that. And story. what the punchline for that is that just that, and, and your justification for why you're saying that is just that it's amplified sound. Right. I mean, the emails I'm getting are acting. People are saying you shouldn't deny my right to peacefully protest or pray or sing outside of any facility I want to. And my response. Well, it's be, not, so it's we not preventing not. any of that. No, but it is preventing what amplified sound, right? A certain distance and certain volume. Yes. Within a certain, yeah, a certain volume. So would, a certain the, distance. would the Jesus saves dude uptown be allowed to do that there? Well, that's, that's a, a natural voice volume that he's got. Right. But, but he would count, right? His, Cause he has a loud natural voice. Well, I We've think it would depend on what, the measured level of his sound is, I which I think know. we've heard multiple times that he naturally can go over 85 decibels. He's real loud. He's loud. All so, right. So like I said, I don't, there might, there might I be think room there's more complexity in this than maybe you're letting on a little there of like, it doesn't. It, right. But I, it's, it, not, there's but a it's not as simple here. as the people who are, are trying to argue it are trying to make yeah, it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it is. Yeah. It's, but it's somewhere in between those two, I think. In fairness. Generally, everything we do is somewhere in between the people who are for it and the people who are against it. Not all the time. <laughs> all right. So what else, man? That's fun. I think that's that it. fun to talk uh, about. We talked about our, our Raleigh visit last week. Um, oh, you got anything else? I mean, I don't think so. What do we got coming up this week? Oh, I do have to give uh, not much else. Um, I do have to give a shout out real quick though. On Sunday, the Charlotte Checkers won the Eastern Conference Ooh, in the Calder Cup playoffs. Yeah. So we are for the first time ever in the American Hockey League Calder Cup Finals. Uh, we will be playing the Chicago Wolves, and uh, and that series starts on Saturday. Game one Saturday, game two Sunday. Three games in Chicago and potentially a game six and seven back in Charlotte if necessary a week later. But um, this will be big. So Sunday was the largest crowd the checkers have ever drawn in their history at bojangles coliseum it was over 8300 people that place was rocking and uh it was an absolute blast if you've not been to a checkers game before you could do no better than to go during the calder cup finals although i'll get tickets quickly um because they went on sale this morning and i think most of them have been gobbled up but there's a few out there it is as much fun as you will have um reasonable ticket prices they're doing like two dollar hot dogs two dollar beers it is a it is a lot of fun. Do they keep putting the camera on you when you're in there? Like you're the celebrity in the in the in attendance? No, no, they don't. They don't do a lot. And they of show your fan video shots other than like the kiss cam. Terribly uh, skating. Trying to ice there. skate. Yeah. yeah. No. So if they win, do they become an NHL team? No, it's not soccer. 
think that soccer has some stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it does. It does. No, we are an affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes, and so actually during their playoff run uh, that just ended a week or two ago, they were pulling up a lot of the Checkers players. Now that they're out of the playoffs, we've got all our guys back. So, so we're now we're strength. coming into crush. Um, yeah, we got a solid team, man. These guys are coming back down to these it minors. And they're they're like. They're looking around with their noses snooted up, aren't they? No, they're you excited. They're playing for the leaguers. cup. So come out and see them. Well, and, they're uh, going the distance. They're going for speed. Okay. Uh, great, man. Well, I can't wait to see that. Um, well, I think that might be it then. I think we maybe wrap this thing on up. You know, it's Deal. nice to be doing this. Uh, just you know, we've we've been doing a lot of live streaming while we've been doing this lately. It's nice to get back to the purity of just audio, just the. Just the spoken word. We look way better in we audio do. form. We do. You're sweating profusely. It's hot in here. All right, then, folks. We will talk to you later. 